dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm great. I am so great. I am so great. I'm about to fall asleep. No, it's just weird sleep patterns lately because of the medicine and such. Things in the gaming world seem to be rolling along as usual. Give me way too much time to think about gaming. Sometimes that's not a good thing. I don't know, you know, because after a while, I've got like three or four different projects that have to do with gaming that I just sort of like look at. And what's weird is this uh, whole COVID thing is just, it doesn't affect me. What I'm saying is, you'd think people who have to stay home, oh, I can do all these projects now. It's like I still dodge them. (laughs) I know they're going to come to fruition, but I still dodge them. But anyway, I wanted to talk about, again, about plots and how to structure plots. One one aspect that I've talked about before in other things, I just sort of wanted to elaborate on it a bit. And we'll talk about that after this. Now, once again, YouTube does it to me again. Watching some D&D, how to, you know, how to run campaigns, how to ad-lib, all that, you know, improvise, all that kind of stuff. But one one of them brought up an interesting point. They're talking how to run a D&D, start to run a D&D campaign. And... They talked about, and when it got to the NPCs, my ears sort of perked up, and because it made me think about NPCs in the game, and what it, what I mean is NPCs as as it associates as it relates to the adventure at hand. Now, they have what's called exposition, and that's basically the setup. The you know, the players should get a, a, something of a dose of it before you start. Or but when they start, you know, they got to have a direction to go to go somewhere. But it, it sometimes it's just, you know, in the millennia age, there was this king who betrayed his people in the year of blah, 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 blah. That can get boring. That can get real Real boring after a while. I can't even stand reading it in game books sometimes. When it shows that, like, if it's a if it's a if it's a campaign supplement and it goes into the country's history, I just sort of gloss over it. My eyes gloss over, and it. it's like, okay, let's move on. But I'm talking about adventure exposition, and what I have in my game, I call plot dispensers. They're people who you get information from on a regular basis. Now, I'm assuming your players have been played for a while, or play have been played, have played for a while in this campaign. Even when it starts, you can do this, but I'm going to talk. First of all, these are people who they get information from, like I said, on a, on a regular basis, and how you handle it. For instance, maybe a wise man they go consult occasionally, or a baker that they go to see and he has problems and other things like that. Some kind of contact in the Thieves Guild that gives information. Things like that. They're plot dispensers. 
And what they do is they give you some exposition. They don't have to give you the whole thing. Remember when I back way back when when I said in a campaign I have the 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 backstory of the campaign in bullet points, which is so I can give them to N, different NPC either have them come up with come up in the course of the adventure like the players discovering something and putting two and two together or some kind of revelation or to put them in the mouths of the PCs and I can change that I can change the NPCs around. NPCs, around to dispense whatever type of information I want. Well, here's here's something. I'd like to have, per campaign world or whatever, at least two plot dispensers that they can go to. Now, I'd like to, them for them to discover stuff on their own, too, but these are kind of guys who give them a little push. And sometimes the DM or the GM has to impart information some way. And I like to have at least two two to three plot dispensers in the campaign world in different areas. They don't have to be everywhere. But if you have like two in a big city and one in a small isolated town over here, say say you have a jeweler in a big city that that, that they kind of semi-work for tracking down stuff and he gives them information. And then you got this... Uh, say, Thieves Guild, the head of the Thieves Guild in another town who gives them rumors and information so they can further their their desires. And then you have, say, oh, a wise woman or a seer or something like that in this far-flung town that they go to a lot. And they may even be related to the PCs. They may know them. They may have grown up with them. People they kind of listen to. So that's what they're for, but they don't have to give them everything. They can have little pieces of the plot that that you can dispense. And they don't always, I'm not going to say they have to be right all the time, but their stuff doesn't always have to be obvious. It doesn't have to be accurate. That's what I'm trying to say. What I mean is, you remember the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon where you had the dungeon master who would show up periodically and the kids and Eric would get totally frustrated with him because he talked in vague riddles that had something to do with the story, that episode. And it would, it's almost like, um, it's almost like um, Chekhov's gun, you know, or something like that, where he's going to give a piece of information that's going to be pertinent to the, to the story as a whole. But he crouches it in a way. He talks in riddles. He talks in in. He makes basically he makes the the kids think, and that's what that's what the GM's supposed to do when he has these characters. Make the GM make the players think. And if you do this enough, that combined with the clues you lead in the dungeon and the things they put together, they can put two to get two and two together. They can go off in a totally wrong direction. And it's okay. I mean, either you're going to say, hey, that's a better idea. Why don't I do that? Or you're just going to let them go off there and just waste their time at a wild goose chase or something like that. So that's why I'm saying sometimes they have to give out specific directions, but a lot of times they can just like, they don't all have to be mysterious. I mean, that, that baker 
you know, he just says, uh, well, you know, she disappeared, but I saw some, uh, something really weird in the alley where she disappeared. It looked like some kind of animal's claw marks on the side of the, the wall, the building there, but they don't look like any animals I've seen before. And I don't even, and, and so that, that gives impetus to the players the player characters to go and check it out and they go there oh yeah there is there is like these rake marks of some great beast but they look too perfect they look too i don't know almost man-made you might say so that's the kind of thing these plot these guys are for plot dispensers use them use them often oh, i got to go start my day so okay if you want to talk to me about this or anything else uh, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor or monetize so as little as 99 cents a month you too can support this program and everybody I would thank you and we all, I also need to thank Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thank you, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, and John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.